Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Three Things Podcast. This is your host, Casey Lee of www.coachcaseylee.com. I'm super pumped to welcome on this episode, Joe Gambino. He's a doctor of physical therapy at Perfect Stride Physical Therapy in Union Square, uh, located in New York City. He's also one of the co-founders of Par4 Performance, along with Frank Duffy. And they've been putting out a lot of great content for golfers uh, as it relates to mobility, strength, and just some foundational movement patterns that really need to be addressed. Joe and I dive deep this episode, talk about time management and productivity, how he qualifies continuing education, and what goes into starting an online business, and just kind of his um, big takeaways from the last year of Par 4 performance. Hope you guys enjoy. So you obviously are are well versed with the three things, yes? I am. I've I have listened to a few episodes, especially the one with you and your twin, the doppelganger. Yes, this is your three things. You can't see them, but they are written on a piece of paper. Um, I guess there's like there's always I, I say three things. There's like a secret fourth thing. The fourth thing is typically a fun question. Um, I say fun. I think they're all fun, but. Um, the first one I want to, I wanted to start with, cause I know you and I were texting, gosh, it was probably like last fall. And you asked me a question on like productivity and time management. And you listed like, like <laughs> you had like seven or eight different things going on. And I felt bad. Cause I, I was <laughs> like, dude, you're like, you were like planning a wedding. You were, I think you were studying for that OCS still You were you know, yeah. running par four performance. You have your, obviously your PT practice, um, all your, your kin stretch classes offsite or virtual, um, content for your Instagram and your own website. Like it was, it was a lot. What, um, what are you doing? Like, how did you handle that? Like, what did you do to help kind of keep your time management in check and your productivity obviously was really high. Um, cause you managed to get all that stuff done. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, man, it was tough. I'm not going to lie, but, um, I don't know. How did I get through it? Part of it was not getting as much done as I would like. That's with everything, right? Even if you only have a couple things going on. Um, but I've been using that daily planner, uh, the passion planner. And nice. that's, been, uh, that's been good because I just need to write shit down. Otherwise, I completely forget about everything. I'm like complete scatterbrain. So that kind of holds me a little bit together and keeps me accountable. And um, I can use that to kind of get some of the bigger things out of the way. And then kind of things fell apart, you know, when you're like two weeks out of a test and you're stressing out, you kind of let other things slide on the back burner, um, which is where Jen kind of played in and took over a lot of the, the stuff for for where I was, you know, missing with the wedding and stuff. But now that the test is done and that's one thing freer, um, it's just about trying to kind of manage some time and then finding little little pieces of my day where I can get stuff done, like my Instagram posts are done on the train rides to and from work and uh, just little things like that, so... Yeah. That's wild, man. Um, it's so funny. Like, I think the first thing you just said there, like you got hit to get okay with, with not doing as much as you might've thought, but still doing something, which is obviously better than ignoring everything or, or not doing anything at all. That's, 
that's just that I've never really, it's funny, you never really hear people talk about that. Like, Hey, you got to get this done. You got to start this. It's like, Hey, well, what if you just, you just got to be okay with it. It's not going to be finished, but it's going to be started and that's got to be enough. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's even with like P4P, there's like kind of like one project that started, but has like never really kind of gotten there. Um, and we're now like in the process of redoing our website and stuff like that. So it's like, we kind of, we just went into it. We started doing it. It starts to do something and then we kind of refine it as, as we go. So, you know, we can't do everything, but as long as we kind of get things started, we kind of push into, into a direction. So. It's funny how that's, that's really it. Like you, the first step is the most important. Just get something out there and go from there. Right, right. Um, with that man. He's like, dude, just do it. And then we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best, best actionable advice ever. Um, I haven't done this in a while. So whoever was just like listening to this, go back 30 seconds and listen to what Joe just said, like get it out there and then look at it and then assess it and then change it, but get something out there. Um, and I do want to talk a little bit about PF, what did you say? PF, you call it P4P, par four performance. Um, what is like, what went into that? Like, give me just kind of like the, give me the 30,000 foot view. Like, obviously you run that program or you run that business with your business partner, Frank Duffy. Um, and you know, like what, why, how did it start? Why are you doing it now? Um, and if, I'm cutting in and out. My screen is like freaking out. So um, hopefully you just heard everything I just said, but give us kind of like the 30,000 foot view and then um, talk a little bit about like what that's like starting an online business. Yeah. So it's, it pretty much started out. Frank and I, we were just, uh, we were doing some, playing some golf and something that we really suck at, but we both enjoyed doing. And we were like, you know what, it'd be pretty cool to, um, kind of nature way into something that we are, we're, you know, having a fun time doing, especially because golf is such a, a very, very technical sport, right? You know, you need to reproduce something with power like, like that every single time to, to have success. So we ended up taking the TPI certification together and they kind of gave us a good idea of like how the swing and our bodies kind of align and how making, you know, making sure our mobility and our strength levels will, uh, give us that baseline so that we could actually get to the positions we need to into in a swing and create that nice smooth swing with power that you can reproduce without your body getting in the way. Um, so we decided like, all right, man, let's just start the website. We went through a very hectic process of trying to get the website started. I had one of my, we were trying to do it on WordPress all from scratch with, uh, with help from some friend with a friend of mine. It took us like two months. We got like 0% of the way done. Like just didn't work out the way we wanted to. So we were just like, all right, back to Squarespace. Got the website up in 15 minutes. So the blogging. Yeah, that Squarespace is fantastic. To use. <laughs> <laughs> so we got 15 minutes. So what you see on there literally was we already had the content all together, you know, because we were working with my friends. So the content was done. So to put all the content around the Squarespace, 15 minutes. Um, and then uh, pretty much we just started blogging from there. It's been a little bit on and off inconsistent, but it's, you know, our goal there was to um, educate golfers on how to keep their body intact for, for playing the sport because low back pain is the number one you know, reason why golfers have to stop, stop playing, you know, so it's, it's rough on the spine with the amount of forces that go through your swing. So if we can give people just some insight onto what they can do, to keep their body feeling fresh and actually keep playing longer. You know, that's our main goal of it. And the, the case for stuff just became um, a little add on as we, 
we decided to try to make that a little more accessible to people. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's, that's obviously like when you look at the fitness industry and, and, and I'm seeing more and more physical therapists also jump into kind of the online realm as far as services offered. Um, but I don't really know of any other PT strength coach duo who kind of, you know, hits kind of all angles like you and Frank do. Um, you know, and you've had some guest blogs up there, Kirk Adams, another former guest on the three things podcast wrote for you guys, um, a couple of good articles. And it's just been, it's been, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I started my website on Squarespace cause that's what Frank knew what to do. And I was picking Frank's brain about it cause you guys put up a really clean page and, um, you know, I was just like, this looked really easy, you know, and, and Frank was like, yeah, it was pretty easy. So shout out to Squarespace. Um, you can also host a podcast through Squarespace. So thank you, Squarespace, for making that really easy to do too. Um, that's awesome. What kind of caught you off guard as far as like getting like just everything set up, whether it be on the business end, content end, like Frank being in Massachusetts now and you're in New York, like what, what kind of caught you off guard or maybe, you know, you thought might, but didn't. Uh, caught me off guard. Well, I think the, the biggest thing for us right now that's still challenging is that, especially because both of us are at a distance now, and I used to see Frank every single day, so getting things done was much easier. Um, so we have a, you know, a time barrier. We both have full-time jobs on top of it. He's super busy over at CSP, and then at, uh, Perfect Strike keeps me plenty busy. Um, so just trying to create a consistency and, and create a, um, a service that is actually worthwhile to people where they're actually getting something from it. Um, but I think trying to automate, like in the beginning, it got very hectic because we had nothing automated. We had a bill. We had to um, invoice. We had to shoot videos. We had to keep doing all this stuff, create content. So it got very overwhelming pretty quickly. So we had to, we started to automate as much of the process as possible. So now we use a, someone to automatically bill for us. I don't have to think about it. We just keep track of who's paying, who's not paying. And, and that's it. So that actually really, really kind of took a lot off of our plate and it's, it's okay. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, kind of the big thing is, is, is how well can we communicate and find the time to keep pushing out the content because online can slip through the cracks very easily. Yeah on a day-to-day basis yeah what's it like balancing joe gambino dpt perfect stride par four performance like those are three separate things that obviously make up joe gambino but like what like do you do you try to put different things on different sites like do you blend it how do you make things kind of like match between the three like what's that like what goes through your brain uh it is tough but i say it's almost near impossible to do all three um so really with my own like personal brand, there's Joe Gambino DPT. Um, that is kind of mainly as of right now, a purely Instagram thing. I was doing um, like just like a weekly video because they're very easy to shoot um, and doing that. And I did that for a year straight um, just to see kind of like what would happen. But talking with Frank, we both really want to put a bigger focus onto par four. So I don't, think with my timeline I can actually really do both so one has to sacrifice over the other so I'm kind of really not posting on my Joe Gambino DPT website as much we're going to start to really once we redo the par 4 website start to create some content we're going to start to become very consistent with that one yeah nice yeah something that people always kind of ask me like 
I have coachkc.com, the three things podcast, like they're kind of intertwined. Like I think that my website hosts the podcast, but kind of how I put content on whether it be just putting out the podcast, who I speak to on the podcast versus who I speak to for content. And then obviously working at Parisi, like you're, you're targeting and working with youth athletes and sports teams. Like it's very different, whether you're trying to educate coaches or in your case, like you par fours with golfers and then Joe Gambino DPT, you probably target everyone, you know, like physical therapists you help anyone. So just kind of like that language and how you do it. And like, I like how you started right off with, uh, par four performance you stated the vision real clear like we are here to help golfers kind of understand more about what they need to do physically I think that's where a lot of people kind of miss is they're like hey I like golf I want to work with golfers now let's get a little bit more specific and let's think about speaking to that that population yeah you know if we're talking about like how do we get all this started and stuff I mean it's really comes down to you know, what do you want to accomplish, right? What, what are your goals, right? Our goal is to, you know, even, you know, through Instagram and everything, right? The goal for myself, and I could even speak for Frank, is that we just want to give people information so they can, you know, do stuff to make their bodies feel better so they can actually go out and do the things they want to do, right? Because we see all the time, people just, they go from like not working out to working out and they do it at a high level, right? They just go right into like loading a bar with whatever they could handle and just repetitive over, over and over again. And they never think, do I have the capability to do this? Or no one ever is like, I'm going to walk in the gym. I'm just going to squat the bar today. Like that's like never. It never happens. Ever. Zero. Like, let's just throw as many plays as I can, can handle and, and see what happens, right? So the, the whole idea with all of this stuff that at least I put out is like, okay, what can we do? So you can start to earn the right to load the bar and, you know, play a sport and do all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice little segue into the third thing. I think I have asked like 17 different things here and people will definitely let me know that I asked more than three things. Um, still blows my mind. Every episode I put something out and, and here come the DMS from, from the people let me know. Um, so we kind of connected with FRC and some functional range conditioning. And like you, you guys have obviously been doing kin stretch probably for over a year now. Um, I did FRC in January and kin stretch in March. Um, how have you kind of like, I don't want to say like apply, but how do you use FRC in a rehab setting? Um, you know, like where does it kind of take a play? Obviously like, I don't know if you do FRA or any of that stuff, but um, you know, like what do you, how do you use it? I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, so I use it. So it's interesting because when I got out of school um, to start and I started working as a PT, I took uh, functional range release like two months out. And then shortly after I did FRC and then shortly after that I did kin stretch. So it ended up forming a large part of what I do because I just had so much of it and I ended up spending a lot of time with it. Um, but now pretty much I use the SFMA as my basic like assessment principles um, along with whatever orthopedic, you know, stuff that we learned to, to kind of figure out what's going on with somebody. Um, and then I'll use cars as an assessment tool. So I always will teach somebody that, you know, I will assess you as you do your cars, but this is your time to assess yourself. Um, so I leave it at that. You know, there's, I tell everyone there's three reasons why we do cars. It's maintenance, um, the ability to start to control and create, you know, independent movement at our joints and then the ability for us to actually assess ourselves. So by the time you're done with all of your cars, you should be able to, without me even having to tell you, 
you should be able to give me two areas of your body that you have your most limitations. And then I say from there, well, here's, here's the start of our plan, right? I don't even have to tell you what it is at that point. Um, and then I pretty much will use it as if there's mobility deficits, then FRC becomes my way of starting to build back some of those deficits. And if it's like a stability motor control issue, I'll kind of favor more towards like the SFMA 4x4 matrix and supplement that with maybe some of the more higher level kind of like end range liftoffs, um, eccentric neural grooving and stuff like that to build, you know, better joints near the end range. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. I mean, you just listed like four <laughs> different certifications like FMS, SFMA, FRC, FRA, and then you even mentioned TPI earlier. Like what, how do you qualify like con ed? So it's always interesting because you know, I'll talk obviously to strength coaches and, and personal trainers and whatnot. And a lot of times it's like another certification, yeah. but from a, from a physical therapist standpoint, like, or just in your standpoint in general, like how do you qualify? Hey, this is something I'm interested in. I want to seek out more continuing education in this realm. Uh, so I, th I think it comes down to creating your own system, right? So I was kind of like forced into the functional, you know, the, the functional range conditioning system, right? Um, not that it's, you know, it's a great system. You know, I, I, when I first took it, I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. You know, I'm missing a lot of the boat. Um, and it, it resonated with me and it was something I started to put together. Um, recently, I started adding the SFMA in as more of an assessment approach. And now that I kind of have the system, as things kind of, you know, you hear from other people or you, you see on Instagram, if things strike my attention, it's something I want to do. Or if I know I'm lacking in something, you know, like, I'm like, you know, I wanted to work a little bit more on manual skills outside of like, you know, what I learned in FR and what I learned in school, right? So um, we decided to have to host a um, someone to come in to teach my, uh, like manipulation um, of the spine, you know, because it's something that I'm a little bit weaker in. So, all right, hey, I have a little weakness here. Here's something I can I can do to make me a little bit better in that. I probably will take a PRI course, even though I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest PRI fan, but I want to take it before I make a opinion on it. Yeah. You know, um, plus, you know, I already have my system, so I don't, I don't want to take another system, but there's always bits and pieces you can take from something. So when I'm looking for a con ed course, I'm, I'm looking at something, hopefully um, I can take one or two, you know, like key insights that I can add to my system to make it a little more robust and a little bit better. So I can just help the next person that walks through the door. It's nice being in New York city, man. You don't have to travel too far. Yes, it is nice. Oh, I'm so jealous. We, um, Fury's coming up this weekend. We're doing Original Strength. Uh, I think it's like the first course that I haven't had to travel out of the state to go do. So uh, I'm pretty pumped on that. But I think PRI is also coming to Burlington in June, I think. So um, I don't know if I'm going to find my way at that one. Um, they're a little pricey, but um, it's just impressive that they come to northern Vermont. So jealous yeah see so you got a really good beer so you have to you know give and take a little bit there so i know we got fantastic beer but that's that's so funny like i i was like i love when so i i always have these guests come on or whatever and they're like well what are the three things what are you gonna ask me and i'm like based off like what we've talked about a lot of people like touch on the things so obviously a bonus thing i want <laughs> you to rank your it can be ipa or double ipa I know you're an IPA guy. So, I mean, if you have like a secret, like favorite beer, that's like a stout or port or whatever, like throw it in there, but like rank your New York only, New mm -hmm. York only in the moment, like where you're at right now, 
top three, top five, like what, what are you really digging? Or it can just be breweries too. Like it's, I think we're at the point now where you can almost just rank breweries instead of specific right. beers. Cause right. it's fire. your changes taste uh, change, I think. Um, but I'd have to say lately um, I've been spending a lot of time with the other half. So I have to put that up there. They have some good beer. They just dropped um, recently a collab with Monkish Brewery, which was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Equilibrium has been dropping some pretty good beer. Um, they're up in like upstate New York. Um, and then another close, like very close favorite Long Island city beer project, man. That like that pile of crowns is very delicious. And they always have, they had this one called other side of the rainbow. Phenomenal beer. Yeah. Those anytime, anytime we trade and you send up an LIC can, uh, I like tell my wife, I'm like, don't drink that one. That one's mine. You can drink yeah. this one, but no, give me oh, that. Oh, I have the same conversation with Jen. <laughs> she She's like, are you really doing this right now? I'm like, yes, I am. Yes. Yes. Uh, I got a box I got to send down. Dude. I got some, I got some prime Vermont. I got to get to foam, but I got some prime Vermont beers. Oh, let's do it. That'll find their way down to, to New have, York real quick. Uh, I have a couple of those uh, rainbows still left. I don't even want to drink them. That's how good they are. Oh, you just, oh man. Um, <laughs> So last question, you alluded to it. I asked another gentleman on this podcast, Ian Cutting, the same question. What is upstate New York? Well, I don't know if I can answer any more questions because we've gone way over three. Well, just, <laughs> just like, give me a hint. Like, just right. what is up? So where are you right now? Okay, so I'm in Queens. Okay, so what is upstate from the guy who lives in Queens? All right. So I guess like Manhattan is like the central, right? Yeah. And then you have the outer boroughs, which then you have like Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, you know, Brooklyn, like that stuff, right? The Bronx. I don't know what I've mentioned so far, but there's five boroughs, right? Then when you get outside those boroughs, I mean, you have obviously Long Island, right? And then as you go more like physically north, when you start to get like north of New York City, you're going towards like upstate New York. So upstate is anything outside of New York City? almost spoken yes. like a true new york yeah. city resident i love it i love it i just can't wait for someone to be like yeah long island that's upstate <laughs> no, that is not true. Like, like i guess that's east yeah it is but someone's going to be like someone's gonna be like no nah, it's upstate it's upstate i think like once you pass like westchester you're going upstate. That seems to be the consensus. Westchester County, like anything north, like, so I always ask people like, what's Syracuse then? Like, that's, what's that? And they're like, that's upstate. <laughs> it's way upstate. I'm like, it's Western New York though. Um, Joe, where, what's the best place for people to find some more information? We've obviously name dropped a couple places and those will be in the show notes, but what, here, let's hear them from you. What's the best place to find some more Joe Gambino? Uh, more Joe Gambino. That would be at my Instagram, Joe Gambino DPT. Um, par four performance, obviously. And if you want to catch some of the older, you know, it was a segment I called Tune Up Tuesday. I did it for one year straight. So if you want to go back and check out some of those videos at Joe Gambino DPT.com, um, it's pretty much a year worth of little technique things, um, and workout kind of ideas that can help make your workouts just a little bit better. That's awesome. That's awesome. I will put all of that information in the show notes. Joe Gambino, I hopefully will run into you in New York City very soon. Um, and thank you so much for making time late night on a Wednesday, making time to come on the Three Things Podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on the show, man. It was great. It's easy. Boom. We got a bonus. Well, bonus of the bonus. I want to know what's been your favorite episode so far. Ooh. So... 
is my favorite episode was probably the one that I did with St. Michael's women's head lacrosse coach, Bridget Sawyer. Mm. Um, hers was really interesting because it, I think I really liked it because I, I've been her strength coach for two years. So I have like a really good kind of personal relationship with her. So talking to her was really easy. Um, and it's, it was different. Like it wasn't fitness. It was like leadership and, like it was like I got to kind of be more like asking like actual like inquisitive questions, um, but that was probably my favorite and and was really because I thought Coach did a great job. Um, like it was like a different side of her than I see like in the weight room, like, you know, with her team and whatnot on practice days or game days on the sideline, whatever. But it was just it was really cool, um, and I really think that's my favorite one. Like whenever I send people. Um, people are like, Oh, can you send me like a, a good one to listen to? Like I'll send that one. Um, that's my favorite one. That's a good question. Thank you. Yeah. I was curious about that. Cause I want to know what's the next one I'm going to listen to. That's a good one. Eric Mitchell had a good one. Um, Steve Leo had a really good one. Uh, Zach Abors was really good. Um, you know, I think they all bring like different flavors, but the people, who I think are really good are like, they tend to be like really good public speakers. And like the questions I ask are kind of like not layup questions, but like get them going. Like I got Eric Mitchell going on a huge tangent about storytelling and like the impact of, of making emotional connections with clients. And like, that's like what he lives for. Um, like that, he he delivered in that one. It was, I think that's episode nine. My buddy, John Moljo, same thing. Like you get him talking about business, like, these, you know, you get people talking about what they're passionate in and, and those podcasts are like really good, yeah. you know, like, like really good. So <laughs> it's not a knock on anyone that's, that's been on it, but like, you know, you just kind of like you hit a chord with someone and they're like on it, yeah. just on it. So that's it. Yeah. 